times before, then all of a sudden something just dawned on her. The revelation just jumped out at her. And I said to her, that's the way God is. As you are hungry to know him, he'll keep revealing himself to you. And the more he reveals to you, the more you fall in love with him, the more you want to know him. And it's just, it's an endless cycle. And I believe this endless cycle is going to be going on throughout all eternity. That God would just, all of a sudden, when you think you know all that you can possibly know, all of a sudden, he'll just lift the veil up, so to speak, and all of a sudden, bam, there's something new. A greater revelation than we could have ever imagined. And we just shout the victory for another thousand years or whatever it would be. And that's the way you got to look at it when you come into uh, 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 hear somebody preach and teach the word. You cannot get to the place with, oh, another message on faith. Boy, I'll tell you this much. If that's your attitude about faith, because that's what this whole Bible is about. Amen. Amen. The spirit of faith, the life of faith. We're called to live by faith. Amen. Don't need to get off on that, but... but don't ever have an attitude, oh, I already know that. I already know what that says. Because all you're speaking to yourself when you say that is that you have either gotten over into pride or it's not real to you. Because when it's real to you, there's something that happens on the inside. You get excited about it. Glory to God. I get to hear the word of God again. Oh, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but shall have ever, everlasting life. I've got everlasting life. God, I've never, I, I got, I'm going to live forever. See, it's just, it, it, there's little things. And I think you've heard me do this before. You take one scripture and you read it with emphasizing one word at a time and just keep speaking it. Read it emphasize a different word. Emphasize a different word. Emphasize a different word. I mean, by the time you get done, you're shouting. Amen. It's just something about the Bible. It is a living word. Oh, I can't wait. Woo! I, I, here's a little, uh, what do they call it? Uh, 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 uh. What am I trying to... Trailer, thank you, ma'am. Oh, I love you. You're so good. We're like, we're on the same team, aren't we? Anyway, it's like a trailer for what we're going to be preaching on. I'm excited about what we're going to be preaching on. I'm going to be teaching. I don't believe I've ever taught along these lines before. I've gone through all of my messages that I've looked, and I don't think I've ever taught along the lines of what I'm going to be preaching on. But I guarantee you, you need to be here because it will change your life forever. I got a revelation the other day. And I, I mean, I, it's one of those times, Ron, you know how it is when a revelation comes, you start to cry. It was one of them times. I mean, I'm like, oh, God, oh, my goodness, that's it. That's what I, oh, my, <laughs> glory to God. So, hey, you got that coming. There you go. Makes you want to come back to church next week, right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But anyway, let's get back to where we're going. Let's pray and we'll get into the word. Father, we thank you right now for the opportunity to get into the Bible, your word, it is the truth. It is not a truth. It is the truth. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, you've given us the spirit of truth to lead us and guide us into the truth. We expect that this morning, and we thank you for it, Father. We expect good things in Jesus' name, great revelation to come to our hearts, the seed of the word, the water of the word, and then we look to you for the increase. We thank you for it right now. Thank you for the anointing upon my life. To preach and teach the word and the anointing upon these people and the people listening via live stream. To receive the anointed word. Glory to God. 
Thank you, Lord, this word that can change our lives. If we'll simply receive it and act on it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, we've been talking about be being filled with the Spirit in here for many, many months. And I've talked about the fact that we are called to live a life not where we're just barely kind of, for lack of a better term, just barely making it along, just, just kind of oh, through life. How many know you don't need to be living that way right now? I said you don't need to be living that way right now. You need to have yourself stirred up. You need to have yourself filled with the Spirit. You need to be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. There are, if you think what we're facing right now as Christians is difficult, think about the people who don't have Jesus. Think about how difficult it is for them. They don't have the Prince of Peace living on the inside of them. They don't have that access to the peace that passes all understanding like you and and I do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And they definitely don't have access to the God kind of love. As I mentioned, you know, earlier, he, he loves us unconditionally. He doesn't look at you and say, clean your act up, then I'll love you. He loves you no matter what. And how many in the world need to know that they're loved? Not because... Uh, it, there's so many think that they're unlovable. That, and it might be because they were raised that way. Their parents were, were, were they may not have had parents. Or they may not have had a dad and the mom was a druggie or whatever the case is. How many know that people like that need to know that God loves them? And we are the ones that are supposed to be going out and declaring that love to them. Letting them know that the peace of God is available to them. Amen. But it it gets back around to this. You and me as Christians need to be being filled with the Spirit. It's supposed to be an ongoing process. An ongoing process. I I, I don't know if everybody in here is filled with the Holy Ghost or not. And speaks with other tongues. But I'm going to say this to you. If you have not been filled with the Spirit of God... You need to get filled with the Spirit of God. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just saying it because I know what it does for my life. I know the majority of you who have been filled with the Spirit can stand up and testify. Pastor Dan, it's changed me. Completely, radically changed me for the better. And and so there might be many people watching via live stream who have never been filled with the Holy Ghost and spoken with other tongues. Again, this is something that has been greatly challenged through the church. And it's so sad because, again, this Bible does not change. God does not change. If God presents a a gift to, to his church, which he did on the day of Pentecost, why would he take it back away? Why would he take it away from those people that were going to come throughout the generations to come down the road? Did he, does he... I don't know how challenging it was to live back in those days because obviously I didn't live back in those days. But I guarantee you this much. The things that are happening in the world today, the darkness that is permeating this place, not this church, (laughs) I'm talking about the world. It's crazy out there. It's greatly challenging out there. I don't want to go out into the world And not have myself built up. 
Because if somebody comes against me, gets in my face, starts spitting in my face, I've seen cops where the people are getting in their face, spitting on them. Oh, man, I, 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 I might be, I, okay, get off of that. It was, it's nothing but the grace of God that would keep me from getting on that person. I mean, when I say getting on them, I mean getting on them. Whoosh. Yeah, I, I, yes, I said it. I'm not saying I want to do it. I'm not saying I would do it. My flesh would want to do it. My son can testify to you. That's the one. There's, there's a couple of things I don't like. I don't like when a person spits on me, and I don't like when someone flips me off. But at the same time, when those things happen to me, what am I going to do? Operate out of my flesh or operate out of my heart? Because if I'm operating out of my heart, oh, thank you, Jesus, for your case. I'm going to do what the Lord would want me to do, not what my flesh wants to do. And the only way that's going to happen is if I am filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. But anyway, we've gone from be being filled to, first of all, being filled with the Spirit. That's what we've been talking about in here recently. And we've been answering questions about it. Well, today, with the help of the Lord, I'm going to begin to talk to you about the benefits of praying in the Holy Ghost. And if you haven't gotten anything else from all the other weeks that we've been talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then I strongly encourage you to make sure you pay attention to this. Because these different things, these different benefits to praying in other tongues, when you hear them and you still don't want it, so be it. I mean, I don't want to sit there and say you're stupid or anything, but my goodness gracious. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean or anything when I say that kind of thing. I'm just being real. Why would you not want to have these kinds of benefits in your life? And, and, and I don't come against the denominations that preach against this. I feel sad for those denominations. I'll be real. I'm just keeping it real. I, I love them. I love them. I don't have any ought with them. I just don't like it when they speak evil about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Say it's of the devil. That kind of gets my dander up a little bit. I believe it got Jesus' dander up a little bit. You know there is a right, righteous indignation? Hello? But anyway, I, I digress. I'm not digressing. I just don't want... I need to get into these benefits because I'd like to get this done today, okay? The number one benefit in... I'd have to say this. If you don't get any of the other ones, my goodness gracious, this is such a good one. The first benefit of pr uh, praying in other tongues is speaking in tongues is for spiritual edification. Spiritual edification. Now... I don't know if many Christians fully comprehend and understand that we are spirits, we have a soul, we live in this body. Because if they truly understood that, and that when, once you get born again, your spirit man, the real you on the inside gets born again. That's where you become a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. But you still have the same soul, and you still have the same physical body. Thus, you've got to do something with your soul, and then you've got to do something with your body. You've got to renew your mind with the Word of God, and then you've got to keep under your physical body. Now, I said all that for a reason because of this. We've got to understand that we need to have our spirit man charged up. 
edified. That's what that word edification means, to be charged up. And I brought along something today, me and all my mechanical skills that I have. I do know how to put gas in a car, so there. I do know how to change a tire, most tires these days. It's amazing. I mean, if you go back and look at some of the engines and the old trucks and stuff like that, I possibly could have worked on those. Today, it ain't happening. But, okay, since you two are up front, stand up, please. Stand up, please. These two are going to represent batteries. Okay, you're going to be the live battery. You're the dead battery. Stand over here a little bit distance. Bam, dead battery. I didn't say move. Turn around, face the people, face the live streamers. Live battery. So if you have a dead battery, what you can do is take these jumper cables, right? And you can take these jumper cables, and what you do, and I looked it up online to make sure I was doing it right, you hook up to the dead battery first. I don't know which, which one hooks up first, the red or the black. I think it's the black. The black gets hooked up first to the dead battery. Then you come over after you've done that, and you hook up to the live battery. And then what you do is once the, they're hooked up, then you can have it charge, begin to charge up. Am I saying this right right now? And what happens is this dead battery begins to receive power from this live battery. And you don't, never mind, I don't want to talk about how sometimes, never mind. But, but you understand the principle here. This dead battery can receive life from this live battery. Through what? This jumper cable. Right? Well, guess what happens? Girls, stay where you're at. Now, what we're going to talk about now is spiritual things. Let's say that this person here is born again. But man, they have not been being filled with the Spirit. In fact, they haven't even been going to church. And things are starting to drag on. And you couldn't tell if this person is born again or not. It looks like they're sleeping. And they shouldn't be sleeping. But that's the way it looks. And so what ends up happening is this person gets filled with the Holy Ghost. But they don't speak in other tongues for years. And they begin to wane spiritually. According to the Bible, you can take these, this, this cable and hook it up to this live source, which is God. I love Jesus. And so, get this now. There's something connecting now this person who needs edification, who needs to be charged up with God himself. Oh, with God himself who is life. There is something that can connect you when you need to be charged up to God himself, to life itself. What is it? It's not a jumper cable. It's your tongue. And you begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives you utterance and something starts to happen on the inside of you and it begins to charge you up. And the more you stay hooked 
up to God, the more you keep speaking in other tongues, something's happened on the inside of you. A charging is taking place on the inside of you. You become more sensitive to the Spirit of God. You begin to just get happy about lifting your hands and praising and worshiping Him. You say, God, I'm ready now. I'm ready to go out and take this world on. I'm, I'm ready to go out and do mighty exploits for Jesus Christ. So you can go from a person that seems to be dead, they're not, but they seem to be, to a person on fire. And the way you get hooked up to all, oh, I love to say that, the way you get hooked up to Almighty God is by speaking in other tongues. See what I'm saying? See how that one benefit right there should make you want to get filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues? Glory to God. I just wanted a little charging right then and there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Okay, thank you, girls. Thank you very much. Now you can have it now. You wanted to hold it earlier? There you go. Praise the Lord. But did you guys get that? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Woo. Listen, you got to understand when you get your... We are a three-part being, right? So guess what? Even though we can tell what the three parts of our being are, spirit, soul, and body, when you get your spirit man charged up, hear me now, it impacts your soul realm and it impacts your physical body. Oh, glory to God. Are you listening? So... Just that one benefit would be enough to shout about and say, God, I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm receiving that gift right now because I need that spiritual edification. I need to be charged up. I give oh, glory to God. I'm a, and just, you're just hooking up to God. And you're praying in other tongues. And it's just doing something. <laughs> Woo! All right. I could say amen and be done, but praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Number two. Oh, let me, before I do that, let me read this scripture to you real quick. 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. The Amplified says he edifies and improves himself. Jude 20 says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Building yourself up. Up, everybody say building up. Yeah. Sounds like you're getting charged up, doesn't it? And it happens when praying in the Holy Spirit. And, and and can I just say this to you? Guess what? If you have a dead car battery, it will 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 will, will it automatically become charged just because it's besides a live battery? Beside a live battery, you got to have something to hook up the two. And guess what? Even though God is everywhere. That doesn't mean you're going to receive that charging up from him. He wants you to be charged up. But he, it, it, it's, the point I'm trying to make is it's your responsibility. It's up to you. If you start to feel a little bit weak, if you start to feel a little run down, if you start to feel a little bit challenged, don't sit there and go into the, woe is me. I start to have a pity party. Look how hard life is to me. No! Instead, you've got to get yourself by the back of the neck. Go and start to hook up with Almighty God. Put this charger on Almighty God. Begin to speak with other tongues. Glory to God. 
All right, can you tell I was been praying in the spirit? Because I have been, praise you, Jesus. All right, number two. Number one, speaking in tongues is for spiritual edification. Number two, speaking in tongues reminds us of the Spirit's indwelling presence. Did you hear what I just said? One of the things I think so many Christians, you've heard me say this as well, probably most of you. The Holy Spirit, when He comes to live inside of us, becomes more or less a spiritual hitchhiker in most Christians' lives. They never look to him to help them through life. But there's something that happens when I begin to speak with other tongues. I know, according to the Bible, it's the Spirit of God that's giving me the utterance. He's giving me the words. And so, in other words, I am recognizing I got the Holy Ghost living in me. You're listening. And when you stop and you consider that God the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but they are all one. God himself is in you. And when you pray in other tongues, you're reminded of the fact that you have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Praise the Lord. Number three. Praying in tongues is praying in line with God's perfect will. Oh, how I love this one. The Bible says this in Acts 2.4. I know you know this one. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I've been sharing that, saying that. It's the Holy Spirit giving you the words to pray out. See, and I know a lot of times people say, well, well I, I, how do I know it, it, it's... It's, it's the Holy. How do I know it's just not gibberish? How do I know that it's the Spirit of God? Because here, this is one of the best ways I know to tell people. When you're speaking in other tongues, can you be thinking about something else? Or, you know, is it possible to think about something else? The reason it's possible to think about something else, it's not coming from your head. It's coming from your heart where the Holy Spirit lives. Did you hear how I'm saying that? Say, come here. You're... What, what, what you got to understand is, come here, you're a, she's a Christian, she's a spirit-filled believer, and she begins to yield and begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. What, it, it, this is the way I like to envision things. Maybe I'm a little simple about this. But it's like the Holy Spirit comes and begins to tell her what words to pray out. And as she yields to that and begins to speak it out, how many know that God the Holy Spirit is going to enable you to speak out God's perfect will for your life? Oh, hallelujah. See, she could be praying for her mom and dad who live in Billings. She could be praying for her sister Sarah or her brother Seth, not even knowing the struggles they're facing, not even knowing what they're going through. But guess who does know? Holy Spirit. And when you lift their, she could say, you can go be seated. I know you're looking real comfortable there standing by me. So, But she could say, Lord, I lift to you my mom and dad right now. And and you can pray certain prayers. You can pray the Ephesian prayers over them. You can plead the blood of Jesus over them. Give the God, you know, God give your angels charge over them. You can pray certain things in your understanding. But friends, hear me now. There might be something going on that they may not even know what's fixing to happen. But she can tap into something. 
She can be begin to pray in the Spirit, by the Spirit, giving her the utterance, meaning that she's praying the perfect will for her mom and dad. That's huge. I got, friend, I got family that live in Texas. She has family that lives in California, and they're all in California? All of them are in California. But she can pray for her, her, her boys. I can pray for my family, not even knowing what's going on in their lives, but I can pray the perfect will of God for them. Now, question, what does the Bible say in, in, in um, thank you, Lord, where is that at? Oh, thank you, Jesus. When you, uh, first, I think it's First John, isn't it? When you pray according to the will of God, God hears you. And if God hears you, what is it? Huh? And, but anyway, the bottom line is, is when you pray the perfect will of God, you know God hears you and you know, you know, you know God gives you the things you're asking of him. So when the Holy Spirit is joining with you and you're praying the perfect will of God, are you hearing what I'm saying? You're praying the perfect will of God. The perfect will of God. Does, guess what? You're going to get the answer. You may not even know what the answer is, but God does. God knows exactly the challenges they're facing, the things they're going through. And thus you're praying out the perfect will of God for that individual or that person or whoever it is. And thus that means you're going to get an answer to that prayer. Woo, glory to God. That's such good news. Praise you, Jesus. You know, um, number four, praying in tongues stimulates faith. Everybody say stimulates. I did not say it gives you faith. It stimulates your faith. Jude 20, we said this before. I'm just going to read it from the Amplified. It says, but you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Rise like an edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Again, I want to emphasize, uh, uh, speaking in other tongues does not give you faith. It stimulates your faith. Why would I say that? Think about it. Every time you pray in other tongues is an act of faith. And the more you learn to yield to the uh, uh, praying in other tongues and you're learning to yield to the Spirit of God, you're doing it as an act of faith. Guess what it does to the rest of your uh, times where you have to step out in faith? It becomes easier, doesn't it? Because you just did it. I, mean, I could do it right now. It was an act of faith for me to do that. But I knew once I did it, once I yielded to it, it was going to come. Just that's the exact same way with anything else from God. I simply act in faith. I know it's coming. I know I got it. See how that does that? See how that builds you up? See how, oh my goodness, this is such a good teaching. You're not even shouting enough for me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise you, Lord. Number five, praying in tongues is a means of keeping free of worldly contamination. When you pray in tongue, where is your focus usually? On God. It's not all the things going on around you. Have you ever recently turned on the television and watched the news? My wife won't even listen to it anymore. She just starts yelling, I'm Amish. I'm Amish. And you might think, what in the world does that mean? She's saying she, the Amish don't have television. <laughs> She's like, well, I ain't listening. I ain't listening to that. But there's, there's, there's a great spiritual truth. 
She's trying to keep herself sensitive to the Spirit of God and not allow the influences of the world to contaminate her. See how I'm saying that? And when you're praying in other tongues, your focus is on God. Do you not think that's going to help you stay free from the contamination of this world? Amen. You know, we're, we're called to be in this world still. We're not of it, but we're still in it. And if you're not on guard, you'll find yourself slowly. Oh, man, I could get off onto that. The more you allow yourself to, to, to listen to and watch what's happening in this world, the more you get conformed to the world. Boy, I hope you're listening. I'm going to be talking about this when I start to teach on the other thing. You get conformed to the world. That's why, again, we need to keep our focus on Jesus and on things above. Because when our focus is on him, even though we're still in the world, that conformity begins to go away. And now we're getting transformed into his image. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. All right. What was that? Number five. Number six. Praying. Oh, this is such a good one. Praying in tongues enables you to pray for the unknown. Things your natural mind doesn't know, doesn't understand. The Bible says this in Romans 8.26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. Anything that keeps us from having an effective prayer life, guys. A prayer that produces results. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings, you could say inarticulate speech, which cannot be uttered. The Holy Spirit enables us to pray with His ability. He helps us to do it. As mentioned before, he enables us to pray out the perfect will of God for certain situations. Amen. And listen, there are going to be times, if you become a prayer, there will be times the Spirit of God will come in and, and tap you on the shoulder. And you'll be, you just know, you're, you just sense, I need to pray in the Spirit. And, and so you begin to pray in the Spirit. And as you're praying in the Spirit, you may not even come to know what it was you were praying for. Who it was you were praying for. You could be praying for somebody on the other side of the world. Will God do something like that? Yes. Think about that. When you get to heaven, some guy that you've never met before could come up and say, thank you for praying for me. And they're going to look at him and say, you're welcome. But I don't even know who you are. That day back there when God tapped you on the shoulder and you begin to pray in the spirit, it was me you were praying for. Because at that time, people broke through my door. I was living in China, a Christian. But I had all of these people coming to take me to jail. But the, 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 well, you were praying, the Spirit of God told me to get up, go into this place. And when I went into this place and they broke into my house, they didn't even see me. They didn't even recognize that I was there. I was kept safe because of your praying. Now, you might think, well, Pastor Dan, that seems a lot of real extreme. Where's my book? Let me read this story to you. And again, I know some of you heard this story, but it bears repeating. Because if this don't get you excited, your woods are wet. Right, Ron? Praise the Lord. Listen to this. Brother Boley was a missionary in the African bush country back at the turn of the 20th century. 
On one occasion, a rival hostile tribe stole a little six-year-old girl from the village where Brother Boley was preaching. And nearly everyone had gotten saved. Brother Boley said, we knew from experience that if we didn't get the little girl back before nightfall, she would never be recovered. These two tribes spoke different dialects. So Brother Boldy left for the rival tribe's village with one of the natives, a Christian convert, who spoke their dialect. Boldy hoped to uh, barter with the chieftain, trading the child for beads and trinkets. Brother Boldy and his companion finally reached the chieftain and traded a bunch of trinkets and beads for the girl. At that point, however, nighttime overtook them, which was a problem because it was impossible to travel in the dense jungle at night. The two men were led to the guest quarters of the village, a primitive thatched roof hut. Darkness fell, and they had nothing to do but to lay down on the hard ground and go to sleep. Hours later, when it was near midnight, they woke up to the sound of drums rolling. Boley asked his companion, what does the sound of those drums mean? His native companion replied, that is the death sentence they, had, they have passed on us. It is finally dawn on the chief that he's already gotten our trinkets, so now he can kill us and still keep the girl. The drums are signaling the tribe's intention to come and kill us. They're coming with bolo knives that with one slice can cut off our heads. Brother Boley and the native interpreter could hear the approaching enemy rustling outside their thatched roof hut. So Boley said to the other man, let's kneel down. Commit ourselves into the hands of God. Then we won't wait for them to come in and get us. Let's go out first. I'll lead the way. Brother Boley related what happened next. After we prayed, I shut my eyes, pulled back the grass, grass thatch entrance covering, stepped out of the hut. I stood in front of the hut for what seemed like a long time, although it was probably only a few seconds. Brother Boley continued. Suddenly, I realized that no one had cut my head off. I could hear the sound of these warriors saying something, so I opened my eyes and looked around at the circle of tribal warriors surrounding me. They were all on their knees with their faces bowed to the ground and their bolo knives lying on the ground beside them. Just then the interpreter stepped out of the hut and boldly asked him, what are these warriors saying? They are worshiping you as God, he exclaimed. Brother Boley asked his interpreter to find out what had happened. The village warriors told the interpreter, get this, when this foreigner stepped out of the hut, two giant men in shining white apparel, nine feet tall and with huge swords, stepped out on either side of him. Then the warriors fell down before the missionary and continued to worship him. Of course, Boley retrieved the little girl and took her back home and returned her safely to her parents and her tribe. Now get this. Two weeks later, Brother Boley was planning another mission trip, and he found out that the staff at the mission station was shorthanded. Someone told him, we have a young lady at the mission station alone with no help. I check on her every couple of weeks to see how she's doing, but she always seems to be doing fine. So Brother Boley went to see this young woman who was operating the mission station all by herself. While he was there, she asked him, Brother Boley, did something happen to you uh, sometime around midnight on Monday night? Was your life in danger? He said, why do you ask? Well, I work here by myself between 10 to 12 hours a day. One night I was very tired and went to sleep almost immediately after going to bed. Then about 10.30 that night, I was awakened with a very heavy burden to pray. 
So I got out of my bed, sunk to my knees, and began to pray in other tongues. The woman continued to pray from 1030 till midnight. That whole time, she said, it seemed like your face kept flashing before me as I prayed. Then I took a note of victory and began to sing in tongues and to laugh in the Holy Ghost. Brother Bowley said, uh, Sister, just about that time you began to laugh is when I stepped out of my thatched roof hut to meet a group of hostile warriors and their attack was stopped by the two shining, gigantic gigantic men they saw on either side of me. That's, 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 that is crazy. That's amazing. That's God. Do you see what the baptism of the Holy Spirit can do for us? How God can use us to do things we won't probably know about till we get to heaven. And yet, how many Christians, if they would have been that woman and were tapped on the f- shoulder to get up and pray, especially in a deep sleep, would have rolled back over and went right back to sleep. I don't want that to be me. I, I have said it to the Lord on more than one occasion. Lord, let me be that person that prays. Let me be that person that is obedient and will pray for that person or that individual or that thing or whatever it is that you're leading me to pray. It's available to all of us to do these things, to pray in the Spirit. To, you can lift loved ones to the Lord that aren't even born again yet. You can begin to pray for them in the spirit and, and, and just see things happening in the spirit that you may not know about. But because you're being obedient and the spirit of God's giving you the utterance, you're praying out the perfect will of God for those people. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I mean, I want to don't. Wouldn't you like to see something like that happen? Two giant angels show up on either side. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So you can pray out mysteries. You can pray out things that your, uh, your, your understanding doesn't know. But glory to God as you are yielding to it. I remember one time. Let me read this to you first. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 says this. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. The Amplified says he utters secrets, secret truths and hidden things not obvious to your understanding. I want to share this with you. When I one time was praying in the spirit, and I, some of you have probably heard this already, but that's okay. It bears repeating. And I was praying in the spirit this day. And I don't know the length of time, but it was in the morning time and And, you know, the Bible says to ask for the interpretation. And so that morning I asked for the interpretation. I said, Lord, what was I praying about? What what was I praying about there? And and so I didn't get anything at that time. So I got up and at this time where we were living, you would uh, drive down the road and you'd come to a high school and there was a four-way stop there. And so as I, I got out, and I don't remember I was going to run errands or whatever the case was. I mean, I think our offices were down the road, not too far from there. But anyway, as I came up to the stop sign, I stopped. And there was another vehicle coming up this way. And uh, uh, I started to go. Four-way stop. But all of a sudden, I got quickened on the inside. Stop. Don't go. And I obeyed. I stopped. And when I did, this person just ran right through the stop sign. And when that happened... The Spirit of God spoke to my heart and said, that's what you were praying about. 
Praying in the Spirit is important. Praying in other tongues is important. We pray out things that we may not comprehend up here. But we're praying out the perfect will of God. I can't, I can't express that enough. The baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Friends, it will change you. From the edification that takes place. To being able to pray out the mysteries. To being able to pray for loved ones. To, to stimulate your faith and all the other things I've listed. Let me just real quickly. i got a couple more. Can I just give these out? I know I've kept you a little bit long. Number seven, praying in tongues gives spiritual re- refreshing. How many know that sometimes we need to be refreshed? Every one of us do. The Bible says this in Isaiah 28, 11, and 12. This is the only place uh, uh, tongues is spoken of in the, in the Old Testament. It says, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Do you see that? Number eight, by praying in tongues, you give thanks well. The Bible says this. What is the conclusion then? This is 1 Corinthians 14, 15 through 70. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit. I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you say? For indeed you give thanks well. But the other is not edified. See, that's like saying like this. You come over to my house. You're going to eat dinner with me. And I say, let's bless the food. Let's pray together real quick. And I begin to pray in other tongues. How would you know when to say amen? Because you're not understanding what I'm saying. But what you got to understand many times... When I'm in a time of worship... When we come together and we're worshiping... Sometimes... You get to that place in your natural understanding that it's not adequate. you got to go beyond yourself. And the way you go beyond yourself is to begin to tap into the Spirit. And you begin to worship God in a greater depth, in a greater dimension. And it happens as you're praying in other tongues. You're giving thanks well. Amen? And then I believe the last one is speaking in tongues brings the tongue. Is this the last one? I might have one more. No, this is it. Praying in tongues brings the tongue under subjection. How many know in the book of James it talks about no man can tame the tongue? It's an unruly evil. You know, I've always, that was one of those things when I first read that. I said, well, God, then what we're supposed to do? And he says, I need you to yield your tongue to me. I need you to look to me. I will enable, you put a guard before your mouth by faith. And I will enable you to keep you. He, He won't make you stop saying what you're going to say if you what you're going to say was wrong but he will quicken you he will enable you to say "Uh uh-uh i'm not going to say that but also guess what's happening when you're praying in other tongues can i pray in tongues and say something else out of my mouth so in other words you're keeping your tongue under control because you're praying in the spirit you're praying with other tongues now let me just share this and i'll close with this Kenneth E. Hagen, my father in the faith, made this statement years ago concerning being filled with the Spirit and speaking in other tongues. The more I pray and worship God in tongues, the more manifestations of other gifts of the Spirit I have. Did you hear that? The less I speak in tongues, the less of the other manifestations I have. Speaking in tongues is the door into all the rest of the spiritual gifts. 
Have you ever thought, why am I not using the gifts of the Spirit in a greater way? Could it be that you're not spending time praying in the Spirit more than you should be? Hello? And then listen to this. Brother Hagin also said this. This is the one that really stirred me up. The greatest things that have ever happened to me in my walk with God. Now, when Kenneth Hagin, who's had visitation with the Lord Jesus Christ, makes this statement, stop and listen. The greatest things that have ever happened to me in my walk with God, the greatest healing miracles, the greatest financial breakthroughs, and the greatest deliverances came after I had spent a prolonged length of time praying in other tongues. I want all of those things, don't you? I want to be used by God in a greater way. I, 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 I want to have God use me in the gifts of the Spirit. I, I, I want to see financial breakthrough in my family's lives, in, in your lives. Amen. And according to Brother Hagin, who was used so mightily of God down through the years, he had his greatest miracles, he had his greatest breakthroughs when he spent a prolonged amount of time praying in the Spirit. Is it important for us to pray in the Holy Ghost? Did I give you enough benefits to praying in the Spirit to make you want to pray in the Spirit more? Or if you've never received the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to get filled with the Holy Ghost. To get filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, I know the Spirit of God, you're a Christian. Spirit of God's living in you. But that's not the same. That is not the same when we, I don't want to keep going back and, you know, repeating what I've said in other services. It is, there's the gift of salvation, there's the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The gift of salvation is for the world. They need salvation. The gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for the church, those who are already born again. Both gifts from God, both received by your faith, both available to us in this room as Christians. Now, I don't know, and I'm not going to take, I mean, I believe everybody in this room. Is there anybody in here who's never been filled with the Holy Ghost and wants to get filled with the Holy Ghost today? I, thought every, I believe everybody, to the best of my knowledge. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot. But at the same time, you can see the benefits of praying in the Spirit. Amen. There are certain ones that aren't here today that I wish had been here today. But the bottom line, they're not. Hopefully, they'll watch live streaming. Because I don't have to be where you're at in order to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is a simple act of faith. My wife had it happen for her. I had a super, super everybody's occurring. I mean, uh, the way it happens is different. Some, I mean, it, it, like I've heard people talking about a, a light came down. And other people talking about they were just shaking. I've had other people talk about where they fell under the power. When they fell under the power, they were just speaking in other tongues. My you know, instance was when that little girl turned around and said, Pastor, maybe, I wasn't a pastor at the time. Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? Because a woman had stopped her preaching. My mom had already gone up. The whole altar was filled with people. And I said, no. She said, why don't you go up? And so... I stepped out. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I stepped out. That's, called, that's faith. And as I'm walking down the aisle, big church, both my hands shoot up. Nobody prayed for me, just both my hands shoot up. And I'm speaking in other tongues. In fact, I remember the lady walked by and said, oh, you don't need me to pray for you. And then, then, then my wife, she was in her bedroom. She's in her bedroom and said, Lord, I, need, I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She began to speak with other tongues. So everybody's occurrence might be different, but it's still received the same way by faith. You see that it's available for you. If it's a gift from God, it's available to you. Amen. People live streaming, please 
I've given you plenty of scriptures. Go and look it up again. Go and get little books. We got little books here. Kenneth Hagin's 10 Steps to, uh, to Receiving or Steps to Receiving the Baptism of the, uh, of the Holy Spirit. I think it's seven steps. But the bottom line is it's available to all of us as Christians. It will change you. Don't let the enemy keep you from it. Don't allow people that don't believe in it to keep you from receiving it. The bottom line is, is it's a gift from God. And if it's a gift from God, I want it. Amen? So how many are going to pray in the Spirit a little bit more than you have been? Stirring it up a little bit more than you have been. You've got to be serious about this, guys. It is so serious. I know without a shadow of a doubt that God laid it on my heart. I don't remember how long ago I started the message on be being filled with the Spirit. But that was the thing that the Lord laid on my heart when I went to him and I asked him, why aren't we seeing more miracles and signs and wonders in this place? And it was like that rose up my heart. You need to be being filled with my Spirit. You need to stay filled with my Spirit. You need to be doing this day in and day out. And then you're going to see those things you're believing for. Exactly what Brother Hagin said happened in his ministry. But guess what? It's going to happen in my life. It's going to happen in this ministry. It's going to happen in your life too. If you do your part. Just hook the batteries up. Battery cables up. To almighty God. Life. Get yourself charged up. Amen. So Father we thank you right now for the word that's come forth. We love you. We praise you. And we thank you. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I know that's not the only evidence. But I believe it's the initial evidence. And Lord God.